Fantastic. Well, there's a couple of, no couple of notices I need to give as well. Um, guys, can I just say what a privilege, what a privilege to be part of a family which is so open, not just to thank God, but to go on adventures with him. Great stories. I, I, every time, it thrills my heart. And um, we get the privilege of continuing with that. And um, we've talked a little bit about prayer, about pursuing God, pursuing God obviously tonight. But one of the things that God spoke to us about earlier on last year is about being very intentional about praying. And we have had two already weeks where we've literally covered, as best we, we've been able, 168 hours of a week in prayer. And um, we are beginning another 24-7 week from next Sunday, so the 12th of January. Master's already referred to what a blessing it was to so many. And, and we feel more and more and more that God is stirring us to break up the fallow ground and to seek him until he sends revival. And that's personal, that's corporate, that's for our town, that's for our nation, is to touch the nations. And so from the 12th of January, which is a week today, we are going to be beginning another week where we would love you to play your part in seeking the Lord. This isn't just about a few people praying We've got some amazing things that we're going to start to do um, in that week. We're going to set up something called a prayer covenant, and I'm going to let Heather share that with you next Sunday. But we're going to be committing ourselves to pray throughout the year, but next week, beginning with a week of prayer, which sets the foundation of that. And on your uh, chair, or hopefully when you came in, you should have been given one of these. And we've not tried to pack it out with loads and loads of things this time, but there are some key events that you can come and, and join with. There's some early morning breakfasts. There's going to be some opportunities in the evening to come and pray. One of the things I would really love you to do is to commit wherever you choose to do that. You can come here or you can be at home, but to choose just an hour slot or whatever fraction of that time that you can and to sign up for it throughout the week. Now, no one's going to check up on you. It's only you and God that knows about this. But what we want you to do is to be engaged and to play your part. And so we've got these sheets here where you can come and physically sign up at the end of that. On Friday the 17th of January, as a leadership team, senior leaders, elders, we're going to be gathering together and we're going to be praying as we look into the year ahead and what God has for us beyond. <clears throat> Mass was talking about 10 years. We believe that God has got plans, as, as much time as he gives us anyway, for us to think about and to know his will. On that Friday, I want to invite you to do something. If you've never done this before, I'd invite you to fast. To fast and pray. As leaders, we're going to be doing that. And it would be great for you if, you if you normally have food and you're in a place to be able to give up food for the day, to come and do that, or maybe give up a meal, and instead to pray and seek the Lord. Some of you are thinking, well, how, does, how do I do that? Just spend time in his presence. Talk to him. Read his word. Let him speak to you. Let him speak about the plans for the future. Friday the 17th. I want to almost call it a day of fasting and prayer. Okay? A day of fasting and prayer. Then as leaders, we're gathering in the evening. 
And you're very welcome to come and join with us as we pray, pray and seek, seek the Lord together. And then right the way through until the 19th, there'll be opportunity for us to cover all that the Lord has for us. So are you up for being part of that church? Are you up for being part of this week? <clears throat> you can play your part. You can be uh, very much seeking the Lord until he rains down righteousness in our land. That's what we're going to be doing. One of the other things that, um, it's kind of a bittersweet thing, but one of the things that we get to do a lot as a church is to give away. And I would like to say we give away our best. And um, over the years, we have sent many, many leaders from all nations, formerly Brick Hill, Cornerstone, and they are serving around this country, around the world, some of them. And, you know, I love the fact that as painful as it sometimes is, it's also a privilege to be able to do that. And um, many of you probably know, and we've been blessed by him already this morning, that Andy Woodward and Beck and the girls uh, over this next season will be moving on from all nations and going to lead a church uh, up in the north of England. In fact, I'm going to let Andy come and share just a little bit about, about that. So, you want to come up? Why don't we welcome Andy again? Because, you know. And just thought it would be really helpful for Andy just to give a very brief update on yep. where that's all at. And um, yeah. What? I'm leaving. Yeah. Well, do you, do you know what, mate? I, just, I forgot to tell you, didn't I? There we go. Um, yeah, so we're going to be moving to Huddersfield. Uh, there are many places in the world that I dreamt about living. Um, <laughs> I don't always know how this feels in the top ten, but uh, God has uh, led us there uh, very much in the last uh, like 12 months. It's really led us, um, shut doors in some places, led us particular places. So we're going to be uh, moving there. Uh, the, Ark, I'm gonna be, the church is called the Ark Church, uh, which is about 100 people, quite a lot of kids. And so I'm going to be going there to uh, take on leading that. And for those who have been around long enough, back from the 1990s, that church is currently led by a guy called Steve Hurd, who some of you will know, and he planted that church. Yeah. He came from here. And uh, so he's going to be looking at um, kind of handing that on. Uh, and so we're going to be doing that. We're going to be moving, if it all comes together, in February half term, which is only a little bit over six weeks, uh, which all seems a little bit grown up and a little bit real for my liking, but um, that's kind of come along. Uh, and so I want to thank you for all those who have been praying for us, like we've had to get documents and all sorts of pieces sorted out, houses and things like that. Anyway, it's all come together really well. God's been really gracious and um, really generous. So uh, it's going to be great. Looking forward to that. It comes with a cost. Uh, obviously, leaving friends, leaving family, the kids in particular, don't know anything other than Bedford. Uh, and so it's a really kind of, can't quite get their heads around why wouldn't we live here all forever? And so it's uh, an interesting time for them, but uh, God's been very good to us with them as well. Uh, and so, yeah, so that's what's happening. Um, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful. I, um, I, I always find these moments, um, as I said, sweet sadnesses, because it's been a privilege and a joy to have Andy as part of the team here. He's been such a gracious and uh, servant-hearted leader. And he's also a very gifted man. And so it's absolutely right that that gift gets released. And um, I know this is going to be an exciting time for the, the Ark Church. Uh, whether it will be the Ark forever, um, we'll see. But, um, but in terms of 
what you are and what you bring. I want to thank you for the way that you've been so faithful, Andy, and uh, so gracious in the way that you've served and that uh, you've blessed us in so many ways. And I, Can we just stand up a moment? I, I would love us to, to pray. Um, I know that Beck and the girls are not here, but... Yeah, Jesus, I, I, I do thank you for this moment, actually, of um, bringing into fruition your plans and your purposes. And sometimes, Lord, that comes at great cost. But actually, when we look at you, we know what an amazing God you are and the way that you provide and the way that you release and the way that you bring grace and blessing even into that. And I, we just want to pray for this family. We we'll pray for Andy and Beck and for Abby, for Lily and for Esme. And we just pray right now as they prepare for this new adventure, I pray an anointing of the Holy Spirit upon them that would totally equip them and release them with power and authority for this next season. We send them out, actually. This isn't the, this isn't the official sending out, but even now, we kind of almost commission in your name this sending and we pray that there would be an incredible fruitful harvest. As, as we were talking about seed being sown, we want to pray for thousands to transform that place in Huddersfield. We want to pray that that, that that whole area will be transformed with the good news of Jesus. Look, what the world says is dark and lost, it would actually be found and made alive. And we just pray for this family as they take these steps, all the practical details, all the things over these next weeks. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 And I just want to say that um, we want to bless Andy and Beck on their way. And if, if you would like to financially contribute to that, um, if you want to give either online or in an envelope and just put Woodward leaving or something like that, um, it will be a way that we can actually bless them. We're going to do that as a church anyway, but we know that a number of you would feel you want to kind of do that. And it's always our privilege to send. We, we did it with Tim Gannon. We've done it with Steve Hurd before that and many, many others. And, you know, it's our joy to be able to do that. Um, my time's gone. You've been my preach. <clears throat> it always seems to happen on these Thanksgiving services. But what I, what I do want to do, I'm going to read those passages that I'd got down. So if, uh, Richard, if you can just put up the, um, the passages. Andy and myself obviously hadn't talked about this. And um, it'll come up in a second, hopefully. Okay, on to the next one, I think. There we go. Give thanks to the Lord and proclaim his greatness. Let the whole world know what he has done. Sing to him. Yes, sing his praises. Tell everyone about his wonderful deeds. Exult in his holy name. Rejoice, you who worship the Lord. Search for the Lord and for his strength, continually seek him. And I just want to say this. The culture of rejoicing and thanksgiving releases revival. You know, it is good therapy. It's been proven, hasn't it, by those who have monitored these things. That people who have a grateful disposition 
often approach life in a much more helpful manner than those that don't. If you are motivated by gratitude, and particularly the gratitude of God, it releases his blessing. And we have been called as the people of God here to release that favour and blessing wherever we go. We've heard about some of that already. 2,800 people. My prayer is this, not just touched, but changed. Not just influenced, but indeed saved and set free. And that's what revival does. It awakens a church to awaken the lost so that they are awakened to a saviour and they come to know him personally. And that is my prayer. And I want to encourage you. And there are many who shared today, but I know there are many more who have stories to tell. Take time to remember the goodness of God. You know, as Andy said earlier on, we are very good at forgetting, but we're also very good at remembering the wrong things. A thousand good things can happen to us. One bad thing, what is the one thing that we remember? It's what's happened in a negative way. And that's because of the sin-sick world. It's kind of got that bias in that direction. But the kingdom of God readdresses that. I want to encourage you, take time to remember the goodness of God. We're going to break bread together in a moment. Why do we do this? Because we remember the goodness of God. It's interesting that one of the words that's used in the New Testament for this meal, the Eucharist, as it's sometimes called in other contexts, literally means to give thanks. It's about thanksgiving. Take time to remember. Secondly, take time to articulate that. I know some of you are those kind of people who wear your joy on the inside. In fact, you wear it so much on the inside, it's very hard to know that it's there. Some of you are grateful, but you never get to articulate it. What does it say in Psalm 105? Give thanks. Not be grateful on the inside, which I'm sure you need to be. You need to be grateful on the inside to be able to articulate on the outside. But give thanks. And I want to encourage you into a culture of giving thanks every day. Speak it out. Don't just, well, I'm grateful. I'm grateful. Give thanks. I, uh, invade this culture, which is a culture that so often says it's about me and what I want. Break in with the kingdom of heaven with gratitude and thanksgiving. Thirdly, tell the stories. It's been great to hear some of the stories today. I want to encourage you to tell the stories of God. Stories that we read in the word of God, but also the stories that he allows you to step into. I love Mr. Chris's story. You know, February last year, Man, what, what a shock that was. And yet, look, here we are, nearly 12 months on, and look what God has done. Keep telling the stories. Let me tell you something. If you keep telling the stories, God will give you more stories to tell. 
He will give you more things to share of his goodness. I, I took a real step with the Lord at the beginning of last year to say, whatever you told me to do, whatever moment it is, I will do it. And as I've sought to do that, I tell you what, doors have opened in all sorts of different places, sometimes inconveniently, but at the same time, to see God at work, it's been incredible. I want to encourage us to be a church that tells the stories and therefore keeps those stories flowing of the goodness of God, of what he is doing. Leanne, thank you for sharing about Sarah Cole Edwards. Because, you know, when we walked that very dark road, it was sometimes hard to see. Where was this going to end? But it's ended in the faithfulness of God. And when we tell the stories, there are more stories of his faithfulness. And the final thing is this. Let those stories, let what we have had opportunity to do today, let it spur us on to go again. To go again with fresh faith. Yeah, 2,800 lives that we've had in some way a small part with. But we want to go again with fresh courage. I want to see the kingdom of God come on earth as it is in heaven. I'm not settling just for just a few things. I want to see the sick healed. I want to see the oppressed set free. I want to see the lost saved. And I don't want to just see in little things, although I'm grateful for what we have. I want to see hundreds, hundreds influence. And I'm not going to rest until that happens. And I want to say, will you join me with this? Will you come and have the same kind of heart to touch our town and not be content until we see it transformed with Jesus, Lord of all, with lives completely turned around. I don't want to see any more homeless on the streets. I want to see them set free and, and, and empowered and actually living lives of fulfilment. I don't want to see the broken anymore at the end of their, their, their wits. I want to see them connected to Jesus. I want to see them totally transformed by his gospel. And there's so many other stories that we, we want to pray for to see happen in our town. Will you come and join us on that journey? Come and join me on that journey. That's our prayer. That's our prayer. Why don't we stand up? We're going to break bread together. We're going to finish our time. We're just reminded... Jesus told us to do this in remembrance of him. He said, this is my body. This is my body, broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Whenever you eat this bread... You're reminded that my body was broken for you. You're reminded that I gave up everything for you. We drink this grape juice because it reminds us of the blood of Jesus that was shed for every one of us. It was shed so that we might be forgiven. It reminds us that actually we have nothing outside of him. It reminds us that without him, 
we have no hope. But with him, we have all things. And Jesus said, whenever you eat this bread and you drink this cup, you proclaim my death until he comes. And that's what we do. And so we want to invite anybody here today who loves the Lord Jesus, who knows Jesus as their saviour, their Lord, you're very welcome to come and eat this with us as we give thanks, as we celebrate his goodness, as we celebrate the fact that because of what he's done, we have every opportunity to live in the fullness of his blessing. I to invite you. You can't hang around today because time has pretty much gone. But I want to invite you now to come and to feast on the Lord Jesus and to drink of this, this great juice and be reminded again of his goodness to you. Lord Jesus, thank you so much. Thank you for what you've done. Thank you for every blessing that you have poured out upon us. Thank you that you died in our place. Thank you that you, you gave yourself for us that we might be redeemed and made whole. I just want to pray right now your forgiveness over every area that we know still needs your sorting and your, your, your spotlight to shine into. Lord, we say, let every sin and offensive way be lifted off us. But thank you that we stand covered by the righteousness of Christ. And because of that, we can freely come and we can freely eat. Thank you, Father. Why don't you come? Why don't you come?